Okay, starting. Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of Zen and the Martial Arts of Life. Darting at the end of the world. So what are we talking about today? What's happening? If a war breaks out and I'm in Korea and you're here, how do I get back? Go to the embassy, go in a bunker, get shipped in a submarine. Basically, you're... Has anyone watched the news lately? Because I haven't. And I went to London yesterday and all of a sudden I saw a massive protest. There's large Government. protests going on about... Government's um, messed up. It's a bit like 12 Monkeys. You know that? Know. Yeah, mm. with a lot of anti... I know that somewhere... Environmental... You know, oh. What? Well, some, some place has got overrun. Some country, I've seen videos of like France fire in the streets and people running around. Uh, Iran. Yeah. Yeah, Iran. I think it was Iranian flags. Mm. I don't know if someone's been killed in a protest and that's made people worse. Um, well, in Iran, it was because a girl got um, killed by the police for wearing her hijab wrong. Um, so uh, there's a lot of protests happening now in Iran. In France, I think it's the strikes. strikes. Um, in England, striking. it's people who are just kind of pissed off. Pissed off. The, it's the environments, mm. environmental protesters. What global warming? Global warming, anti-food, anti. Food. Well, there are some people who have decided that food, uh, that meat-based industry, is the enemy, and so they. I think it was like last week. There were protesters who were going into shops in London and um, opening up milk cartons Spoiling and food. pouring all the milk all over the floor and all over the food, which I was like, that's not peaceful protests. And that's really wrecking people's businesses, and I'm not okay with that. Well, there were also people who are, like last week, um, two protesters took a can of some cans of tomato soup and threw them over a Van Gogh painting in well, the National an Gallery, an original Van Gogh. <gasps> it's covered with glass. It didn't damage the painting. No. But they cut, they threw it over the Van Gogh painting and glued themselves to the wall. That's the Fucking big thing. They idiots. all glue themselves to places. Do they glue, um, glue their clothes or their skin? They glue their skin. So, yeah. it's um, And they were saying it's because people can't afford to buy a can of soup. I don't know. So, it's a lot of like, I don't know. I, I'm thinking it's a lot of privileged people who are like doing it in, in a way of like, it's a Saturday, there's nothing better to do sort of thing. Where it's like, I don't, anti-fracking, great. I'm all for, you know, marching for the environment. But these little protests, I don't agree with. I, don't, I think that that's a, not the right way of going about it. You know, it's... The way they protested in the 60s. Well, it's, you know, sit-ins, okay, but it's, yeah, there's... So what did you see, mate? Nothing, I just saw a crowd yeah, of people. Iraq. I think you, you pointed it out to me, didn't you? It was Iraq. Iran. Iran? Iran. Um, One of them, Syria. People, now, two hours ago, Iran people killed in fire at Evin prison riot. Mm. Firefighters tackled huge blaze in city centre. Um... I, I had no idea that anything was going on. It must be literally. I'll, I don't watch the news for twenty four hours and then 
by the time I walked down the road, it's a protest. There was a lot of police there, but mm. uh, all I'm uh, keeping an eye on is is it getting to a point where I shouldn't leave the, be leaving the house? No. I, fit, I felt a bit caught out for not knowing that there was something going on. Then all of a sudden I was in the middle of a flipping thing and I was like, oh. That happened to me last time I was in London. It was um, the protests. It was, well, it was the Queen had died, but there was also the protests over the police murder of a black man who, mm. um, I think they just pulled over his car. It wasn't even his car or something. So I think his name was Kava. I don't know. There's always, if you're in London, there's always going to be a protest about something. Oh. Just scanning the news at the minute. I just wonder if about some of these people who are like protesting milk use, you know, and it's like, <clears throat> okay, so I'm, apparently you're a vegan and you're deciding that everybody else in the world has to be a vegan. Yeah. Um, which is not realistic. Uh, but... Okay. How is that different from a uh, suicide bomber? Yeah. Or how is that different from everyone deciding that, you know, everyone should be a Catholic? You know, it's... And if it's, you don't, there's going to... Yeah. You know. It's deci you deciding that everyone should follow your rules. You know. China's 20th Party Congress is set to make history and President Xi could be ruler for life. Mm. Lovely. Nothing about Iran on the news, which is born, uh, worrying. It's not on the highlights, quote highlights. <coughs> yeah. Uh. It's strange. It's... <sighs> Maybe this is one of the things that... I, I think it's a good idea to think globally and act locally, but this sort of protesting I don't know exactly if that's there's a thing the right way of going about it no there's um I can't remember there's a term for it that people will protest for just because they feel they're actively doing something even if it yeah. means nothing or like they don't get anywhere being at, uh, not a busybody but being actively if as long as you're doing something you feel like you're achieving something mm. I don't remember what it's called <clears throat> But I don't know. I don't know the the story. I don't know either. I just think that it's. Do we have to do some changes? Yeah. <clears throat> There's the thing of, you know, how about being some doing something positive, like at um, at your space Sutton. They they, you know, second Saturday of the of the month. They they have a mending workshop. Where you could take in, you know, they're they're making it, they're actually actively living the idea of reduce, reuse, recycle, and you know they're they are actually doing a workshop where there are volunteers who will mend your coffee maker instead of you tossing it in the trash and getting a new one, <clears throat> and people who will mend your jeans instead of you tossing them in the trash and getting a new pair. You know, so that I think is proactive you know, positive, yeah. where this just, this, these marches and stuff just seems like chaos. And it doesn't really seem to be proactive at all. 
seems just to be angry. You can have a protest and you can go out on the street and you can protest. Just don't damage stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, the don't whole thing about, like, you know, attacking the Van Gogh, it's like, that's a bit of a stretch that, you know, you're attacking the Van Gogh because why exactly? That didn't make much sense but at all. What, so the suffragettes. Yes. They were very controversial in their yes in their protests. They were. But then women protesting was controversial just by that. Yeah. You know, there's was it, um, um, never mind was it, all the stuff they did, like you know, tying themselves to railings and or throwing themselves in front of the horse and you know yeah. uh, the king's horse, which actually you know. Killed the horse, which I'm kind of like, you know, well, you know, and damaged the jockey's life for the rest of his life. Apparently, I think he might have committed suicide because he felt so guilty about killing her. You know, she didn't think about that, did she? Oh, no, it's like, you know, let's kill the king's horse. You know, but I don't know. It's... I don't know what the answer is. I'm just trying to make it so that we're trying to you know, do our little bit to help the environment, but it just seems so freaking large at this point. Hmm. What do you do? I mean, but attacking a painting doesn't seem to be the really the best way of going about it. No. Things that are proactive, though, are like having a backup way to cook, backup source of power in your home, mm -hmm. things like that. You know, making it so we're not spending so much on, you know, using so much electricity. Making it so that we're... Mountain House has a clearance sale at the minute. Some of yeah. the Mountain House stores, the stores are shutting down. So if you're looking to get more... Shutting down? Not shutting down, but just one that I saw in Wimbledon. This morning, Wimbledon. Yeah. Closing down sale, everything must go. So if you need to get extra bits of gas for your burner, uh, just in case... Uh, I think we're good, actually. Yeah. But, you know, I, I mean, I just um, I just put up the clothesline in the garage so we could start, you know, drying our clothes in the garage when it's raining outside and not using the, you know. Right. I mean, I don't, I'm, I, I am feeling for the people who are not able to pay their electricity bill. And I, you know, I want it that they can afford to pay their electricity bill and everyone can afford to um, live and keep warm. But I also think it's a good idea that we are doing all of these measures to use less electricity, mm. you know? I mean, why did we have to have it that the electricity bills got raised for us to do this in the first place? Because it is better for the environment that we're doing this, you know? Yeah, no. It is better for the environment that we grow our own vegetables. It is better for the environment that we use less electricity. Yes. It is better for the environment that we are reusing instead of throwing out and saving our money. We should be doing it for global reasons rather than reasons of that we want to save money, you know? Yeah. But, let's see what happens. So you're thinking about how you want to make sure that we have a place to, that we have a meetup place. Is that what you're thinking? Like if the shit hits the fan? I mean, a lot of people do that. 
I remember Stephanie, my cousin Stephanie, telling me that um, she was with her sister because her sister Heather, my other cousin Heather, right. um, she and her husband have three sons. And when the sons were younger, Stephanie was in charge of one of the boys. So it was a thing, if they all had a plan, where it was basically like, if something happens, and they're in, like, you know, they're in Connecticut and Rhode Island sort of thing. But it's the thing of, like, if something crazy happened. Yeah. But each always... of them were in charge of one of the boys but to make sure always... that the boy... Can I finish? Yeah, sorry. Each of them were in charge of one of the boys. So, you know, Heather was in... So that, you know, Steph knew if something happens, she's in charge. I think she was in charge of Charlie. You know, she went and found Charlie at his school. She knew where he was. She picks him up. She goes to the point where they're all supposed to meet. That was it. And Heather was in charge of one of them. And, and um, uh, Peter was in charge of the other one. And that was it. They had them. They had their meeting place. They all knew where it was. They all knew who was doing what. So basically, you have to have like a plan. You know, if you knew you were going to be in Korea, and we were here, and your mom and sister and, and princess were in you know wherever they are, then it would be basically okay. We would trust that you knew what you were doing, and that you were going to get the heck out of Korea, and we would get ourselves to a point where we all knew we were, where we were going to meet up. Mm. If it was the Isle of Wight, if it was the New Forest, if it was somewhere in Scotland, that would be the point to meet up. And we all knew what, what we were going to be taking with us. We all think everything was going to be sorted. I think you might want to do that before you leave. Make sure that everybody has a plan. Because they, they, in the US, they always do say, make sure everybody knows the plan. It's kind of I like, remember. yeah, it's, well, it's kind of like fire drills. Yeah. You know, you have fire drills. You make sure. Scaremongering. No, it's more of like hoping for the best, planning for the worst. <clears throat> you're, when you have fire drills at schools and places, you know, you're that, not doing okay. it to be scare, but you're not doing it to be scaremongering, but you're doing it so that everybody knows the plan. Everybody knows how to get out. Everybody knows where to meet up. I suppose in Connecticut, you've got floods, you've got hurricanes, you do have hurricanes. We have the Groton Shipyard, which is a nuclear submarine shipyard. Mm -hmm. You know, we're right next to New York City. Yeah. Is it Long Island? There's one in Long Island. There's one in Long Island, too. Yeah, so it's kind of like, yeah, there's all these things that it's basically, or just, you know, if something crazy happened, it's not a terrible idea to have a plan. It's not a scaremongering thing. It's just kind of like, if in case. And you know what? It's not scaremongering because if you have that plan in place, it's a safety net and you can actually, it helps you from stressing out and having anxiety. Yeah. Because you, you have a plan. You have a script to follow. There you go. You probably will never use it, but isn't it nice to have it? You know? We probably will never use a bug out bag, but isn't it nice to have one? So we just have to figure out that. Everybody has it. It's in an envelope. You know. You open up the envelope. You know where you're going. And that's, you know. That's the best thing to do, isn't it? It'd be impossible to say what's the halfway point between everybody. Because that'd be eh, somewhere that nobody's ever been. <clears throat> But it could be 
Well, if I was flown back from another country by uh, embassy evacuation, it would be Gatwick or Heathrow, it would have to be. So mm-hmm. it's either one of it them would two. Probably be, or it would be a military base, maybe. They probably wouldn't tell me if I asked them. No, they wouldn't. But so I would have to get to you then, because I wouldn't know. Yeah. So where would where would be the most logical place to go in the event of any anything? It's a good question. We'd have to have a couple of different scenarios. <clears throat> so scenario one, there's some sort of massive mega flood. Let's say an environmental problem. An environmental problem. So we'd have to go inland. It's like, okay, if we could stay in London, we would stay in London. If we couldn't stay in London, then there would be that would be the second Birmingham. plan B. Birmingham. 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 Actually, for us, it would be Manchester, because we know people in Manchester. You do? Yeah. yeah. His uncle. So we'd go to Manchester. Yeah. But that would be, you know... Or it would be, I mean, like when they're talking about like if all of the internet gets, which I think that's probably going to be the way, some way the way that we're going to be attacked, mm-hmm. is through the internet, yes. and there would be, you know, a so big a what take out the NHS. Yeah, well, take out the you oh, know shit. electrical systems. Take out yeah, take out the NHS. They do take so, out. They do take out health systems. Yeah. I mean. They take out the health system and. Everybody gets ill. And... Well, no, it's just that everything goes back to the old systems. It becomes more cumbersome. The older nurses and doctors would know how to deal with it. The younger nurses and doctors would be pretty freaked out in the beginning. It's kind of like teaching. Like when I'm teaching a class or I'm like helping out in a class and the and the smart board goes down, some of these newer teachers act like, well, that's it, folks, can't do anything. And I'm like, have you never taught a class without a smart board? You know, you have a whiteboard. You can teach a lesson without all of these electronics in back of you and without a computer. That's how people have been doing it for hundreds and hundreds of years. It can be done. So, you know, but some of them are just like, they freak out and freeze and don't know what they're doing. And it's kind of like, come on, folks, you know. Or even like, you know, when some of, when some of the teachers come in and, you know, when, when the cover teachers come in and there's no lesson plan and they're just like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, look at the kids' notebooks, figure out what they've been studying and create something quickly. It's not that hard to do, folks, you know, and it's just. Some people just really, you know, and like I was saying, the nurses and doctors who did this before all of the computers came along can still. So people in their 50s will be able to do it. Possibly people in their 40s. And they'll be able to, you know, we'll be able to limp on. It will work. If all of the um, phone systems go down, if all the networks go down, things still will work. There's ham operators. Did you see how that there was a young girl who ended up? Um, she was a ham operator. So like her dad run has a a, ra- a ham operated radio. She was able to actually contact 
the space station. Oh yeah. <laughs> and talk that. to the space station. I heard about that. <laughs> she's like eight years old. She's talking to the astronauts up in the space station. <laughs> it's like these things are still in existence, which is why I'm thinking. You know, what when we were talking before me, having the basic knowledge of old things is a good idea. You know, being able to darn a sock is a good idea. Being able to row a rowboat and, you know, know how to do things old school is a really good idea because this technology is great and all, but EMP poles. One good EMP poles and it will handicap everybody. Everything on electronic device. Which so in the case of that, we wouldn't even be able to message where we're going, what we're doing. It's like you said everyone would literally have an envelope which is if you can't con con if you can't communicate with anyone in any way then you just follow the directions in the envelope mm -hmm. go to this spot wait leave a note if you have to go someplace else go to stonehenge wait for the aliens <laughs> <laughs> you know how to fire a crossbow Good technique to learn. You know? Yeah. I like getting one. You I've get a there's a shop there's a shop in Brighton where you can get one. Although, remember that guy was saying that like the the crossbows in England you can only they only fire a certain strength. Remember you were saying there was some guy who who brought over the crossbow from America and it went like through the oh, yeah. <laughs> through the target, like up onto the hill beyond, <laughs> almost shot one of the horses in the field beyond because <laughs> it was so powerful. And it's like, no, 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 we don't have them that powerful, folks. But you mm. could still learn how to, you know, fire a crossbow. You can go to that shop in Brighton. Yeah. Ben and Owen saw it. They were like, oh, Mom, I want this for Christmas. And I was like, oh, no, no. <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, crossbows will be very popular. Bow and arrow will be good. Bow and arrow. I actually, when we did it, I actually preferred doing the bow and arrow to the crossbow. I preferred the crossbow. Because I simply wouldn't be able to have the strength to do the bow and arrow all the time. The crossbow, I can. Oh. So for you, if there was, let's say a locker that had four crossbows, providing mm -hmm. we don't all shoot each other by accident. Okay. For fuck's sake. I think I think training and maturity will have to be developed. It's a cache. I mean, yeah, people do that. People have caches set, you know, yeah, that's what we need in the corner of their, their garden, you know, something that's, you know, waterproof and, you know, has the desiccant packs in Down it, a hole. in a hole, you know, has a rock on top of it that only they know about. And, you know, they know to do that. So that's yeah. what we can do. We can get some certain things. And bury it near where our bug up location is. Yeah. And only we would know where it is. Mm -hmm. You know, heck, we're still coming across stuff from, you know, archaeology. They, they come across these things all the time. You know, this isn't some new idea. People did this all the time where you will come across, you know, farmers in a field will end up digging up, you know, plowing their field. They'll come across, you know digging up all these gold coins, you're like, what the hell? And it was basically, you know, people on the run from invaders dug a cache, hid all their stuff, and subsequently probably got killed. But their stuff was hidden, so they could come back and get it. 
So, you know, we wouldn't have money per se. No, we wouldn't need money. No. There'd be no, nothing to take money. It would be bartering with something. You'd barter your skills. Or an object that you had. Or food. Yeah. Are we talking in the context of an EMP? There's lots of different things could happen. It's a nice context to start with because not only would you no one be able to access any of their money or contact lists or cards or anything, but there would be a period of time where cash was would actually be accepted while people were panicking and some people were still trying to ignore the problem. But ultimately, if a economy goes down, their currency becomes useless anyway. Because it's not tradable. If people lose faith in a country or faith in a uh, country's currency, they take their investments out of it. The value goes down there. So if it did go down, then... I mean, for a a temporary to get out of somewhere or to quickly trade while it's still got some value, yeah, but... uh, 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 Anything related... To camping, survival, preparedness, mm-hmm. or old technologies would be uh, gold dust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, a big bag of rice will go a very, very, very fucking long way. I'm telling you, man, I got my big bag of rice and I'm, I'm constantly, if it gets low, get another big bag of rice. Yeah. Gotta have that. with that, do you have um, scales that aren't electric as well? No, but we do can... have measuring cups that. If you, but with that, you see, you could trade, uh, you know, one cup of rice for something. I almost got that, and you wouldn't let me get them. Who? The uh, cast iron scales. I almost got them. When did you oh, it was a couple of years ago. I wanted to get them. You know, my sewing machines. You know, that are non-electric. Yeah, you could you know, use that. Um, but I wanted. I saw, remember I saw that that cast iron scale. Like it was a, it was an old school kitchen scale that was like you know it actually had like the little weights on weight it as well. yeah and it had the little weights so you know and then it was like oh, I want that and you're like no Karen I like old school stuff I know. it's useful but for let's let's say keep it in the EMP topic we wouldn't mm. know what it was it would be everything stops working to be quite honest the best thing to do would be to stay at home and not panic but then yeah, it's, but it's like, what everybody else does. In, the, on, in, in society mm. but I'm just thinking that there will be obviously there will be a run on every shop as soon as people figure out well look what happened during Covid oh yeah but if there's no uh, police there's no nothing there's no hospitals there's no mm-hmm. you know then it'll just be fucking mental absolutely batshit crazy mental mm-hmm so that would be a time to stay in, and I suppose you would only then leave. Because then, realistically, the power could come back on and things could be fixed, because we don't know what it would. It's potential. Yeah. But then, when thing, when you ran out of your stash, now this is always my point with the stash, when it runs out, it's then the time where you have to go somewhere else. So the more stuff you can keep organised and free of pests, mm-hmm. the longer you can ride out a situation and the more likely it will resolve before the time you ever have to leave. So say you've got one big bag of rice, okay, mm. we'll say, let's say that lasts you five days, if that's all, you know, mm. for everybody. If you had two, you could last ten days. Mm. Or maybe if you had, I don't know, well, you've got loads of freezer space, maybe mixing it up with frozen peas or whatever. 
would stretch it out a bit more. I would definitely get out of... I mean, like, if an EMP happened, I would want... If I was living in central London like you are, mate, I would definitely want to get out of central London. Mm. I'd want to get out to the boroughs. And, you know, it would be kind of like... Here would be all right. Yeah. I'd prefer to be on a farm somewhere, but here would be okay. You know, it's... Yeah, but being in an apartment building, worst flippant situation on the planet. Then you come out and you step out the front door, you're on the main road. Yeah, and you... you but the thing is, is that, you know, walking and riding a bike are not as terrible as they seem. Mm. Yet you could walk, and it would probably take you a day a to get time. here. It would take a while. It would take a while, but you could get here. Oh yeah, after a few, you know, after an hour or two, I probably I could get from P's place to Putney hour walk. Um, maybe another hour to get to the uni, from the uni to Kingston, maybe another hour. No, having a bike would be even better. If you had a bike, you could really get it out quickly. From Hampton to Kingston, maybe two hours. Let me look on the map. Go what were you saying? Through, the through Park. If you had a bike, it would be even better. You'd go through Richmond Park, mate. That wouldn't be too long. Mm. It would probably be two hours. Two hours. 45.99. Or a big one. 135. Mm. That's a 28.37. Twenty nine, two hundred and forty nine, thirty eight, oh, oh. thirty eight, forty eight, three hundred and thirty five. So back, you're back. The the what the bigger the unit, the more power it's able mm. to transmit. But you need, but you need the electricity to to power it. So if it's if it's something that you plug in, solar panel. I, I mean, with the batteries so. we've got, we've got a plug. Yeah. True. If we put our batteries together. We could. We'd have a fair bit enough to do a transmission. Ham radio for dummies. Mhm. What it needs to be. Pricing varies. But it's not like a thousand pounds, it's more like a hundred. No. Fifty. It's below hundred and fifty. Well, it depends what you get. I mean I just did see one there it was oh, tell a lie. One thousand two hundred and ninety nine. That's a lot. Mm. It depends what you want to get and how much range you, you want your radio to, to broadcast. Well from where would we be broadcasting? What's the destination of the broadcast? 100 pounds here. Amazon UK. But you've got to be careful because it, with an EMP, all this will become useless. Really? Well, yeah, it's all, it's all chips and mm. electronics. It was with the... What about the old-fashioned ones? electric it's all electric 
you'd have to put it in a lead box. We dig a lead box, we put a lock on it, put the ham radio inside it, and we have to actually visit the place we're going to get to. Our next camping trip will yes. do learning how to do rowing boats, we can learn how to do a sailboat, they even oh, have them in Kingston. Well, let's do it, they have it in Kingston all the time, there's yeah, a sailing, yeah. They have a sailing we could go on Sundays. Or yep. Saturdays. That'd be quite That'd fun. Be That'd be pretty cool. We could go on Sundays, but and it's not easy if you've got proper pull the the bar yeah. try you know mm -hmm. pulling against the wind. Mm -hmm. You have plenty of ballast. What does that mean? Um, the weight. Stop the boat from tipping over. Yeah, like when when the wind is blowing the the uh. Boats. You, know, you see them sitting on one side of the boat. So mm. the boats like that. That's the ballast. So what do we do if the boat goes over, Gary? Well, you swim down, then out to the side. Um, what you do is well, what we used to do is um, we'd purposely tip the, the we'd have the kids purposely tip the boat over. They learn how to go underneath the boat, and um, they'd have to sing a song underneath the boat, so you could see that if like you were in a situation where um you were in like choppy waters you can actually go underneath the boat and um oh there's, there's a pocket of, pocket of air underneath the boat um and you know be there for a little bit to catch your bearings um and then how to turn the boat over and to realize that the boat actually will float with a bunch of water in it and to get yourself back onto shore with the boat full of water so you have to bail it out then. No, you don't actually have to bail it out. It will help. It will help, but no, I mean you're wasting time. You just need to get yourself to the shore. So you can actually get yourself to shore with the boat full of water, because the boat will still float. It's a oh. buoyant object. It's made of like you know, it's made of buoyant stuff, so you can actually paddle yourself back to the to the shore with you know with it full of water. Mm. So yeah. I always thought you what they do you stand on the on the on the keel. No. And you pull on one side and, and so it flips it right right side up. Stand on the keel? On the keel on, on the hull. No. And then pull on the keel. Well I guess it was a big boat like that, but I've never really been on a big boat like that. Mm. I was talking about like a canoe. Oh, canoe. Yeah. Big boats? I don't know what you do. But it's more along the lines of how to be, how to keep your head about yourself. Because panicking in water is the worst thing you can do. Oh. Yeah, it's okay. I swore before. Yeah. Panicking, you know, you've seen from being a lifeguard, panicking is the worst thing. You panic, you're doomed. Because, you know, you're not paying attention to how you are when, honestly, all you have to do to float Lay back. is lay back <clears throat> and hold your breath and you're Stop absolutely it. fine yeah but some people forget that and drown but all they had to do was lay back and chill out you know it's kind of like being caught in a riptide all you have to do is swim sideways you know parallel to the shore and you can get out of the riptide you know it's not that tough of a thing to do so you know some people freak out and lose their shit and drown you don't want to do that.
So, you know, so, yeah. And that's basically the whole idea behind doing this buck out thing. Worst thing we can do is lose, you know, blood. freak out and, you know, panic. That's the worst thing to do is to panic. Keep calm. Figure out what you're doing. Mm. Have a plan. You're fine. Practice, isn't it? Yeah. It's like you sh how you should always practice in a fire drill. Just practice. Figure out what you're going to do so it becomes natural. Okay, this is what I'm doing. You know? And you might think it's, you know... And, you know, don't disregard people who, like, you know, say, oh, it's not realistic, and, you know, oh, that's just silly. Be just like that woman whose son was, you know, a survivalist, and, you know, when she was in Ukraine, and, you know, wasn't it funny when the shit hit the fan that, oh, she and her son actually had things in place. You know, he did have a bug out bag. They knew what they were doing, and they got out of there. You know? Because her neighbors were still sitting there, you know, wondering what to do. She knew what to do. More like her son knew what to do. So, that's what I would say to that. Just got to be prepared. And that's what we've always talked about, being prepared. After three weeks, if nothing's happening. After three weeks, people start freaking out. Yeah. Three, that's a long time, a nearly a month. No power, no nothing. Well, that was when, like when COVID was happening, and it was like three weeks, and it's like, fuck, this is real. Right, in the bloody... This is no longer a holiday. Yeah, because it felt like a holiday for the first bit. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's an issue, and then all of a sudden it was like, uh... This isn't, yeah, this is no longer fun. This is... bug out vehicle. Made out of lead. <laughs> Maybe we should just to get the uh, Audi, take out all the electronics. Well, you probably all run more electronics, isn't it? Yes, what it we does. need is an old combustion engine car, like like, like from the seventies. Oh well, yeah, we got one of those. <laughs> well, I know, well, I know an e-bike and all that, but I wonder if it would actually go down. What about pedal assist? electric. It's electric. Runs on a battery though, right? Mm. Would batteries be taken up by EMT? I don't know. But if you put the battery in a lead box in your house, then if it goes down, you'd have an e-bike. You'd be the only person with a bloody vehicle. And you'd probably get robbed within five seconds yep. of leaving yeah. the door. You would. Well, you but a regular bicycle... You'd still get robbed. Which is true. Mm-hmm. I have one hand on the handlebar, one hand on my sword. sword. Run by. <laughs> you knew I was going to say. How uh, to survive garden gnome attack. A what? A garden gnome attack. How to survive garden gnome attack. Uh, the last time I checked, Look. garden gnomes don't live. Look. Oh, stop. That's when your paranoia has reached um, epic proportions. That's funny. And uh, I think you then you need I mean, to go the to the guy, funny the little one here, he does have an axe. 
he's holding an axe behind his back. The garden gnome. Garden gnome is. Okay. And you know, when you're not looking, they all come to life. Okay, James. How long have you been thinking these thoughts? Do we need to worry about you? That's something else you have to worry about. What's that? Keeping sane. Yes. Well, well, I don't know how that can be done. At the end of the world? I don't know either. You'd You'd become an animal. It would be the forest. You end up being a cannibal. If we're really well, no, taking it down a, the ro- this, this road. Is what they, this is the, the, the thing they, they did in, um, what's that zombie show I like? Uh, the Walking Dead? Yeah. They came across some cannibals. And mm. they were, you know, it was the fine line between, you know, people who survive and retain their humanity. And people who turn to um, become sort of cannibals. Lose their humanity? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is true. Yeah. And like, how do you... you gotta, you know, it's, it's easy just to chop some arm off and stick on the fire. But is that really what you want to do? No. Depends on how desperate you are, ask the people in the gunner party. They had to, because if they didn't, they would have died. And some of them did fine, and some of them never recovered from that. Because it was a thing of, you know, some of them moved on afterwards. Said, okay, this thing happened. But, you know, now we're back in civilization, and we're okay. Uh, And some of them just couldn't recover from it. It's that whole idea of resilience. I don't know. I'm just hoping to, you know, keep everybody I love safe, and what else can you do? It's like, you know, the devil's arithmetic. Mm. Quite the week. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. What is the quote of the week this week? The devil's mess. What is it? The devil's arithmetic. What does it mean? It's when you have to make... It's when you have to solve problems. But it's it's the idea of... Um, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. It's making hard choices. Which can often lead to... Like only... Based on your survival or just the survival of the people you love. Mm. And, you know... Which means that people die. So that's the devil's arithmetic. So let's hope we don't have to do that. Because no. then also, you know, if shit does hit the fan, 
and like we were saying, what happens too with our animals that we look after? Um, the other slash of kitten food. The elderly. Well, that was kind of like Stephen King's. He, did you? Uh, you probably guys probably never read The Stand. Um, you know the Stand. Uh, the basic idea of The Stand, the movie The Stand, or the sorry the the book The Stand, um, was that there was a there was a a super flu that was created by man. It's been quoted a lot since COVID happened, um, and uh, you know kills like ninety five percent of the population of the mm. whole world. And um, and then it's, and then he has a chapter that's called No Great Loss, and it's basically the people who survived the super flu, but just didn't survive afterwards because there was like he describes you know um, a toddler who survives but you know yeah, there's nobody to take care of him so they toddle outside fall down a well die, No Great Loss, and he just says you know um, an elderly person who you know loses their, uh, you know, does, doesn't have their medication, and they die. No great loss. Uh, a drug addict who finds, like, you know, um, who who is able to, like, find uh, a stash of, of heroin, but doesn't realize that it's 100-proof heroin, and what they've usually been doing is, like, you know, 10%, and shoots himself up and dies. Um, the people who would commit suicide just because they couldn't deal with it. Mm. You know, all these yeah. things... There ends up being a collateral damage that happens. And that's just kind of like, you know, all these things that are happening, like, you know, with Haiti going to, you know, crazy and... That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know that there's people who are vulnerable who have died. Because who would have survived fine if the government was working, if the health system was working. But aren't, because these systems aren't working now. Yeah. You know, and what do you do? You know, and that's the thing. What happens when the system breaks down? The people who are vulnerable don't get the help they need, so they die. So that includes your cats, unless you have pet food. But cats will be actually quite good for festivals. Cats though. will be okay. They'll feed themselves. Cats yeah. will feed themselves. Dogs? No. Dogs would get to packs. And eat their owners. Uh, among other things. Go hunting for cats. Yeah. There will be packs of there will be very, packs of strong, very, very strong, very strong dogs. dogs. Yeah. That, so that's when we're going to need the flipping spears. You know, there, there's actually been reports. Um, people who have, you know... Um, described what's happened like at the end of wars or um, you know um, genocide that's what they the thing I remember reading some from someone's report where the, like, the thing they feared most was the packs of dogs yeah. because they lived off of basically um, the human remains mm-hmm. and they had no qualms with uh, you know because they went basically back to their wild roots and had no yeah. qualms with attacking people as well mm-hmm. so you know and cats will just kind of go and do their own cat thing, you know. They they like people, and they you know some of them would die, but a lot of them would survive just by simply you know because the rat population would get much bigger. Yeah. yeah. So. You know, Arthur, yeah. final thought. Yes. <clears throat> the gates at zoos. 
Yeah. Are they electronic or manual? No. They're not electronic. Oh, thank God for that. Because um, otherwise we're going to have lions and gorillas running around as well. Oh, no, Jesus. but that, that actually did happen. Where did that happen? That just recently happened in... Was it in Kiev? And one of the animals got free? Oh, shit. It actually happened in the stand as well. Like somebody at the very last time, you know... Somebody, somebody let all the animals out, so there was like a lion walking around New York City. Um, uh, but uh, in Germany, in Berlin, during the war, World War II, they were actually eating the animals um, in the zoo because it got that bad. There was such that, you know, the starvation level was getting so high that, you know, they were eating hippopotamus and stuff. So, speaking of which, honey, try this sock that I've just started for you. I've just done one part. I want to see. Yeah, I will darn the other part if that part works. See how it feels. It works. Put it on. It works. Put it on. Um, can you just try it on? If you ever want me to mend another piece of your sock. Yeah, it works. Yeah? Yeah. Great. Excellent. We're good there. Well... If, you know, she hits the fan, still be able to darn socks. Now I just need to learn how to knit socks. Shoe repairs and footwear, footwear are going to be big. Mm-hmm.